Warning. This show may contain blunders, tangents, and inaccuracies. We try, but words are hard. Spoilers are inevitable. You've been warned. Lastly, the following is the opinion of two middle-aged media junkies. Try not to get butthurt if we say something you don't like. <clears throat> Viewer discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to Sequel Centric. We take a look at follow-ups in media and see how they stack up against their predecessors. I'm Duff, and he is the Marv to my John. Nate. How's it going, Duff? Hey man, it's uh, it, it, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's that time of year. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. And what better way to celebrate Christmas than with a Die Hard movie? <laughs> And of course, most people celebrate Christmas with Die Hard 1, but that's not what we're doing today. What's on the docket today, Duff? Die Hard 2. Die Harder. <laughs> yeah. It was actually called Die Harder in the movie posters. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just think it's funny because starting with Die Hard 2, then you got the little extra bit like, you know, Die hard with a vengeance, you know. Yeah. Live free and die hard. A good day to die. So, and I, I, I have to say, I like those movies. They're all really good. Minus um, the last if, one. Last one was kind of okay. It was we'll 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 do that one in another episode. Are you sure? I say we flip a coin on that one. <laughs> I mean, come on. What's better than a first Christmas story? Then a second Christmas story. Holy jeez. A Christmas story too. The official... But that's yet another episode. All right, so yes, we are talking about the 1990 classic Die Hard 2. And uh, it, let's give you the plot a little bit. Uh, John McClane attempts to avert a disaster as rogue military operatives seize control of Dulles International Airport in Washington, D.C. Well, what's your history with the franchise? Uh... I know I saw this one in theater because I love the first one so much. I can't remember if I saw the first one in theater or I rented it on tape. Doesn't matter, but the first one hooked me. So pretty much I've seen everyone in the theater except for the last one. Uh, Good day to die hard. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, like uh, the Purge and Star Wars. I just McLean kind of reminds me of Han Solo. You know, shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. What about yourself, Duff? What's your history with the franchise? I'm a little bit younger than you, so... And that and I, I led a very, very sheltered life. Uh, I didn't go out to see many movies as a child, which is why I never saw any of these movies in theater. Uh, they were all VHS rentals from Blockbuster, and then, you know, later on, ooh, DVD. Ooh, pirating. And, you know, now I own the Blu-ray box set and Steelbook. I think it's Steelbook anyway. I, I don't know. It's been a while. They're still packed up from when we bought that place three years ago. I would say the first three movies are theater worthy. I mean, certain movies need to be seen in the theater, like um, James Cameron's Avatar, Star Wars, uh, any of like the recent King Kong or Godzilla movies. Certain ones you or Jurassic Park. 
Uh, yeah, I will give you. I, I will give you the Jurassic World. Uh, the, the new Jurassic World movies are amazing, and yes, if you're into King Kong and Godzilla and the all the you know like Mech Attack Warrior, you know yeah. all of that stuff, they are great in theater. Um, I, I'm gonna say something that might uh, offend you and some people on the show, but it's just what I am. I'm not a fan of uh, Avatar, not in the least bit. Um, I have a hard time seeing stuff in 3D. I'm good for about 15 minutes. So if it's like a 3D ride at Universal Studios or Disneyland, I'm good to go. Anything else besides that? I'm talking about the movie, man. I know. I'm just, but I'm ramping up. I just, so many people kept telling me, you have to see this. You have to see this. And when people tell me I have to do something, I just put on the brakes and I don't do it. I eventually saw it like two years later. And I, I understand that movie to appreciate the full spectrum of it, you had to see it in the theater, 3D, and basically right in the center. Um, okay. I saw it. To me, it was just another sci-fi movie uh, with Sorn- Sigourney Weaver in it. And for me, she I like her in the Alien franchise, for better or for worse. Okay. Getting back on to Die Hard 2. <laughs> Wait, Aliens and Die Hard, both 20th Century Fox properties, now owned by Disney. Yeah. There's your connection. Yeah. When I was re-watching this, um, I was uh, amazed again, because I usually don't watch it as much as, say, uh, the first one and the third one, which are my two favorites in the series. Yeah, I think the the third one is probably my favorite. Because they they have a, a strong connection, sort of like, you know, Purge Anarchy and Election Year and some other movies. We'll get around to talking. Um, but yeah, uh, John Leguizamo's in it, which is known for, you know, Sid the Sloth and, and some other stuff. Um, in the, he was a, he played a crooked cop in Ride Along. Uh, John Amos, who was in Coming to America with Eddie Murphy, and he was also, I think, was it What's Good Times, I believe, on TV. I believe um, so, yeah. Uh, not uh, to mention the- Robert Patrick, who played the Terminator T1000 in T2. Which is another episode. Yeah, there's a lot of people in here that were kind of known or not known since this was 1990, you know. And it just, it kind of warmed my heart because I I know these actors in their career. So to see them before, you know, they took off, you know. Yeah. It's like I have a real warm spot in my heart for Reggie Vell Johnson. uh, Because, you know... Okay. Uh, come on, TGI Fridays. Okay. Fine. You know, Family Matters, Urkel. Fine. Can we get to the pros and cons? <laughs> get to the heart of the matter. All right, here's my first pro. Uh, they took absolutely no time getting reacquainted with John McClane in the sequel. Uh, and he he made it so you really don't need the first movie as a prerequisite. Uh, he, he he got you right up to speed. And kind of a con, but it's 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 a non-con, really. It's really weird to see people smoking in a freaking airport. Yeah, you know, yeah, when I was rewatching this with Sandy, there are certain things that were just the norm back in 1990, which is not the norm now. A, the lacks of security, because it was... B, Bruce had hair. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, pagers, smoking. So it, it almost felt like, um, dare I say, like a period piece almost. Because you're, yeah. t- it's it's like if you're getting in the TARDIS or or the telephone booth like Bill and Ted, and you're 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 cranking it back a bit. Because uh, there, there were so many things that popped out at me that I'm like, oh, you know, fax machine. Some people still kind of use it, but definitely the pager and smoking. Oh yeah, and the kind of a, the lacks of security. Those are the three things that popped out at me. Yeah. So, what about you? What pros you got? Ah, uh, just about everything. I mean, if you like the first one, I mean, it's more John McClane. Yeah. Um, they pretty much use the same formula, just with its own twist. Instead of it, you know, it being a, a, a you know in a in a high rise building, it's at an airport. So, I guess from a certain point of view, you could. Uh, view this or classify this as a uh, airport disaster movie like they did all those ones back in the what 70s or whatever and that's one of the reasons why the Zucker brothers did the uh, airplane movies wow and um, yeah I mean they pretty much have all the same characters McLean's in there you got a cameo from Al Mr. Twinkie <laughs> uh, you got Holly you even got uh, the sleaze ball. that's my gift Mrs. McLean. I noticed things Things other people wouldn't see. That's how I make people curious. Don't you mean nauseous? And it pretty much fit, follows the same formula for the most part, right? Uh, oh, close yeah. to Christmas, the disaster, Holly's in trouble, John comes and saves her. But it, I like the twist with the whole airport thing, you know? So, yeah. Um, you're, you're still covering a lot of ground. And they even threw a, he's craw- crawling through another air duct again. He's down in a basement. And he even makes comments about this, right? And Another basement, another elevator. How could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, and once again, like you said, you don't have to watch the first one because the, the, the little nods they put in there uh, references, reference it, but you don't need to see it. But it might want you to go and watch it, you know? You know, yeah. you don't have to watch the first one to watch the second one, which it, it kind of is a rarity in my book. Most trilogies, you got to watch them all in the row, like Back to the Future 1 through 3. Well, again, as I, I've said uh, on record uh, previously, it's uh, it, it, you don't need to see one. It definitely mm-hmm. benefits, but you don't yeah, need that's to. your opinion. No, I'm just saying, if you're, if you're first getting into it and you... <clears throat> Let I mean, the no comments credit. decide who is right and who is wrong. You know what? Hey, it doesn't matter. I, I invite the comments. Everybody's uh, comment and opinion is valid. Hey, whenever I watch the trilogy, I always start with one. Thank you very much. And end with the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, I guess the only con, it's so minute. And it, it might be for some other people. It's... Almost, you're almost watching the exact same movie. You, you you have terrorists. John's there. John's doing what he d- does best. You know, you know. Plus, you know, obviously the pro of the whole movie it, 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 throughout the whole franchise. If he doesn't say the line, you can't have a diehard movie, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, I was starting when I first was watched it in the theater. I was it was getting so close to the end. I'm like, when is he going to say it? Yeah, you yeah. know, when is he going to say it? So like chasing Amy, like I was worried. I'm like, where's uh, 
you know, where's Jay and Silent Bob, you know? And they, they come in I, almost at the tail end of the movie. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But, like this one, yeah, he, he, you know. It's like Vin Diesel in Tokyo Drift. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen that. Oh, all right. You just you you just lost an incredible amount of respect from me, sir. That's okay. Somehow I'll <laughs> sleep tonight. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. If we're going to talk about amazing franchises, we've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and it won't be with Fast and Furious, but I guarantee you we will be including it here on Sequel Centric. And One day, uh, but not two days, sir. Well, no, because we've already got our schedule for today. So, yeah, getting back. Yeah, yeah. The only con that I can think of is it's basically the same thing, but. I think it's ironically the same thing. Just uh, once, like a regular, normal Christmas eggnog, Christmas tree, little turkey. But no! I had to crawl around this tin can. And the plot was believable. No, yes. I mean, yeah, uh, airport yeah. terrorists. Uh, it seems like in the 80s and uh, early 90s, some uh, dictator or drug smuggler or something coming up from some South American com- country coming into the U.S. and and then shit goes down, you're right? And then you... Whether it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme, someone comes in to save the day. And, you know, at least with the first movie, it was so believable. Unlike a lot of the, you know, Schwarzenegger's movies and Stallone's movies, uh, like Rambo and other stuff, where, it would, you know, one guy who seems like to be doing impossible stuff. And, like, in the first one, and even in Die Hard 2, you see John McClane really getting messed up. You know, he's bleeding. Uh, you know, first one, he's walking on glass. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, an, I think, as another element of believability to the uh, to the first couple, at least, in my opinion, the first three Die Hard movies. After that, it starts to get a little ridiculous, but I love John McClane so much. Yeah. I, I, I go for, I definitely four and five kind of, jump the shark as they say but i don't care i love the character so much and he he you know yeah four was definitely one of those movies you can love it or hate it i loved it i really thought four was great uh, it was filmed right here in baltimore city uh some of it anyway the 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 tunnel scene was filmed uh and i was actually in the tunnel today by the way that it was filmed in <laughs> Um, Look at you <laughs> dropping names and places. Yeah, well, you know, I just happened to live in Baltimore. But anyway, uh, I, I did like four a whole hell of a lot. Uh, five, great movie. It's starting to get a little aged, though, uh, well, just, it's as a like, franchise. No, I will agree with you. I mean, another franchise that I think uh, that has the same amount of um, movies in its roster, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, God, First yes. one, excellent. Perfect. Uh, two and three, um, still good, but by time four comes around, um, I'm done. I, I don't want any more. Thank you. I'm full. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in five, it, it's time. You're like, like, oops, I got at a hotel. It's time to check out. Yeah. But because it might, the first three pirates movies really relied on Jack William and, um, Elizabeth, 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 Elizabeth Will and Jack, th- those three make the trilogy and you took 
two out of the three parts out for yeah. the fourth one. McLean, yeah, he, he, whether he's by himself in one or two, or or partners up with Samuel L. Jackson, which I feel, in my opinion, this is a different episode, three, in my book, plays so much better than two. Three was the swan song. No doubt. Three is my favorite of the, the franchise. Alas, just like you said, not that episode. The The only real con that I have uh, for the movie, because, uh, again, I'm more forgiving than you are, Nate. I will give them a pass for having a similar plot line as an excuse to make a kick-ass action movie. Um, it's really, I, I just feel really kind of bad for the guy that had to airbrush William Sadler's balls. Esperanza's fall from power caused ripples not only in his country's recent election, but closer it's a to dirty job. When high-ranking someone, Pentagon... but, you know, actually, it's funny you should mention that scene. When I was watching it, it reminded me another movie where someone was doing some sort of martial arts, and you could see his butt, which was uh, uh, Mallrats, Mal- the dad. Oh, yeah, that's a li- <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Mallrats. Uh, they're coming out with the Mallrats too. Finally, they're in production. Another episode. Uh, so, uh, other than that, I'm giving it. I'm giving it all pros, uh, f- except for that one. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm with you. So, Nate, you seem to be a pretty big fan of the movie, as am I. Uh, does it sequel? For me, it does sequel. It does very well. Uses pretty much the same formula, but the obviously different twist. This airport, the first one, uh, Nakatomi Plaza, and it. I for me, it's not like Empire where it outshines the first one, but it does. In my opinion, it it it, it holds its own. You know, there's just enough of a difference that you are watching a second movie, but there's enough of John McClane and very familiar elements that it's very um, comforting. You know. Yeah. For me, it's along the same lines as you. I like when I think of. Think of it this way. When you think of Doc Brown, you don't think Back to the Future one or Back to the Future two or Back to the Future three. You think Doc freaking Brown. You think Einstein. You think, you know, every one of those characters, they're a culmination of all three movies. The, you know, the video game, uh, they are a part of what we feel when we think about a franchise. So for me, you need building blocks and this yet while it does have a very similar plot line uh which we mentioned before as a pseudocon uh i really feel that it does a beautiful job of building on to the franchise and it's what has allowed the studios to write checks to you know bruce and everyone else to do three four five and dog knows what else they're going to do are they supposed to be doing a tv series or something like before that's supposed to take place I, before Die Hard one i have mixed feelings about that i'm curious but it's like don't do it just leave it alone see i haven't heard about uh the tv series uh, so i'll have to look into that but if they are doing a tv series I'm going to be skeptical. Now, that being said, uh, let's look at the sister series. We're all good in there. Did you just... 
No, no. I'm gonna get something to eat. I'm famished. The Lethal Weapon TV series made an insanely good first and second season until the lead actor kind of went a little overzealous and too demandy and so Damon Wayans? Uh no, Clayton Crawford. And uh yeah, no one wanted to work with him and he was doing some really silly stuff. And uh I'm just do a search, Clayton Crawford fired. Yeah, that you know not that you'll find it. Let me just jump off track for a second. Yeah, sometimes when you got a, a an actor does some good work, you love him and they jump on the crazy train for some reason, like Randy Quaid. Oh, gee, you know? yeah, yeah. And then you're like, what happened? You know, what what made you jump off the deep end, you know? And you, you hate to see that, especially when you when they're doing such good work, you know, and they seem to get along, but sometimes they get too big for the britches and they want more money or, or whatever, you know, and then they go all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Agreed. So with nothing else to really gab on about, I guess it's time for a little bit of freedom. Freedom. Not yet. No, not at all, Duff. Now it's time to, you know, rate that movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll keep it simple. You know me by now. If I love the movie, I'm going to give it a buy. I lo- I personally love this movie, and if you love John McClane and Bruce Willis, I would tell you straight up buy it. But I I would tell the average person on the street just watch it. Oh come on! Hey, so we're I'm gonna just have tell to you give what's in my heart just because you're telling what's in your heart. <laughs> Much to my dismay, folks, I've been outruled after all. It's with Nate and Duff, <laughs> not Duff and Nate. <laughs> uh, I, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I say buy it. He says watch it. If you like him more, watch it. Then buy it. That way I can say I told you so. There you go. <laughs> Before we end the show, I wanted to talk really quick about Sandra, um, Nate's wife. Sandra sells candles, and uh, they're amazing candles. Uh, They don't affect my allergies like Yank Me Candles does. I can't say enough good stuff about them. Uh, But if you go to sandrascandles.com and you get a candle from Sandra, uh, you'd be helping Nate out. And, you know, I mean, come on, get the guy a green screen. Help out. Oh, you don't like all this beauty back here? Oh, no, I I love it. I just think it would be better if I'm the one who did it. You know, in post. (laughs) It's how I am as the producer, sir. I think that's another episode in the uh, bank, right? In the bank. Uh, Yes, sir, indeedy pie. This is not okay. This needs to stop now. I think we've completed our movie for this episode. Any thoughts? Yep. yippee ki motherfuckers. <laughs> That's it for today, folks. I'm Duff. I'm Nathan. And until next time, ask yourself one thing. Does, Does it sequel? sequel? Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for the latest episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at SequelCentric for the latest updates. And consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Want more? 
There's lots of exclusive content on our Centrics page at patreon.com forward slash sequelcentric. Sequelcentric is hosted by Nathan Blake and Patrick Duffy. Sequel Centric is produced by Patrick Duffy. 